Decade. Welcome, welcome everybody back to another episode of the Handsome Home Buyer Podcast. I'm your host, Charles, aka the Handsome Home Buyer, aka the Captain Permit, aka <laughs> Bam. A lot of exciting shit going on this week. Fired up, right? I was on the Dan O'Neill podcast the other day. Very cool. Very happy for him. He's doing an unbelievable job. Young hustler out there doing his thing. You guys should definitely check that out. Dan underscore O'Neill, a big, big project Oceanside, moving people step by step, brick by brick. I'm still not going to let it totally out of the bag yet, but we're starting to set up meetings. We got the attorneys locked down, starting to speak to local government, getting the people involved. This thing is going to be epic, complete and total epic. Houses flowing in, houses flowing out. It's just a good time to be alive. <laughs> All right, speaking of good time, um, our guest today, great guy. I don't even, we have, actually have to talk about how we met because I was thinking about it when I was driving over here. I'm like, I don't even know how I met, but like, I just feel like you've been infused into my life. We're like, part I know, of each I other. know, I know. So, a um, lot of respect for this guy. I remember, you know, when we first started talking, a lot of energy, a lot of passion, very, very, very young. Um, I'm jealous in the sense that like I wish a lot of these young guys coming in now they really kind of like they understand the game and they know it on such a level that I feel like when I was 21, 22, 23 I had no idea what I wanted to do, what was going on, what my focus was but this gentleman especially very focused, very successful, huge, huge amount of balls in the sense that he uprooted his life and then just dropped himself in another state and is essentially replicating, if not crushing, the same level of business that he was doing in Long Island, New York, now down in Florida. So without further ado, Mr. Tyler Pachulo. Nice Jewish boy out here. <laughs> Good to have you here, man. I appreciate it, man. Bro, you've uh, we've been trying to put this together for a little bit. I know, I know. It's tough. You're jet-setting around the world. You're down in Florida. <laughs> I'm like, this guy's living the freaking life. I'm following your Instagram. I'm like, he's selling houses by day. He's in raves by night. It's like, it's 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 not a bad life. You got to have like, the whole package. It's, it's not a bad life. So do you remember exactly how we met? I had a woman mention your name in the office. Oh, that's what it was? Yes. So you were, you were formerly with Realty Connect. You're, who with, you're with who now down in Florida? Originally, I was with Douglas Elliman. And then that's how I found out about you. Okay. And then I switched over to Realty Connect. Mm -hmm. And then I had that deal come across. How long you been in the game for? Um, you've been licensed for how long? Three years. Okay. You're about three years. And you're 23. Yes. Um, first year in real estate, miserable. You know, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know where you're going. You just kind of, you sit there. And you just look at everybody else and you're thinking, you know, what is everybody else doing? Yeah. You know, what are these people doing? So I have to preface this by saying that Tyler is the king of cold call. That, oh, yeah. That is like that is how I brand you. You are the king of cold call, yep. which is which is awesome because I think that helps on a, many, a lot of different levels. But B, it's that's kind of like a lost art. Oh, yeah. Like so the interesting thing is we've had like. The real heavy hitters that have been on this show, most mm -hmm. of them, are cold calling savages. Really? Like, two weeks ago, I had Larry Theodore. You know Larry Theodore? No. Larry Theodore, Century Twenty One. Okay. They made up a name for him. You know how like they give awards? So Century Twenty One has this name that I can't even pronounce for him because nobody sells as much real estate as this guy. Wow. So for the last thirty-three years, he's been selling at least a hundred houses a year. Wow. Like. 
But part of what he does is every night when he goes home, it's just like, it, it's funny. It's like a movie. Like he walks into his backyard, he looks up, his wife's there, she waves, <laughs> and he blows her a kiss. And then he goes out into this like garage, like man cave thing that he built. And he hammers the phone for like two hours. And he, re- he literally records <clears throat> and jots down every conversation, every word, everything that was said. Mm. He has 33 years worth of data of every word of every interaction that he ever um wow and then so he's a hardcore cold caller he crushes it Mm. um brian carp was on here like six months ago he's a beast dude dude he just posted a thing the other day that he has 70 houses under contract he's a beast savage he is a cold calling animal yeah also so while no but like a lot of people they say oh it's that's like the old school way of doing things Mm -hmm. The modern thing is social media and Zillow ads and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, the real, like, boots on the ground, cold calling grind is is what gets it done. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your progression. So you got, why'd you get into real estate to begin with? I originally got into, start investing in real estate. That oh, was yeah? yeah? that was my original thing. It was to start investing, maybe wholesaling or end up flipping property. That's what I was thinking about and buying and holding property. So I said, you know, I want to learn about real estate. Why not get my license and just hop in and, and understand the game? Nice. Everything flipped. It went from me wanting to be an investor. That went on bottom, real estate agent on top. Wow. Where'd, yeah. you, where'd you grow up? Uh, West Islip. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, like, what type, take me through the progression of that. Like, how does that, how does that happen exactly? So you're like, I'm going to be an investor. You know, I might as well be a real estate agent because that's going to help me in um, in my quest to become an investor. And then you're just like, I don't want to invest anymore. I yeah. just want to just crush the phones mm-hmm. and sell a ton of property. Yeah. So I was always like out there just selling stuff. I tell so like selling like I, from the time you were a kid, like some Gary Vee shit. Yeah. Like you were selling like, yeah. yeah? I tell gum. everybody. You were buying bubble gum at five cents and selling it for 10? Literally. I want to hear this story. Like I sold everything but drugs. <laughs> is what I tell everybody. And even that's questionable. <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, in high school, I would buy somebody's iPod, buy it for 20, flip it for 70. I would buy car rims for 200, flip it for 500, drive up the jersey. I'm like 16 years old at this point. You how know? did you know that you'd be able to turn a profit on those things, though? Like, how did, because those are, those are kind of, so I, I sold a ton of cars. I was in the body shop. Business. Yes. I knew cars. Yes. But you're selling like iPads, car rims, I yep. mean, whatever. Yep. Very different type of things. I would do my little CMA per se on eBay, see what's selling, see what's sold, Shit. you know, what's active. And I took it very seriously, dude. I didn't have to hold a job and I was just getting my life together, you know? I was still young. Wow, that's gangster. So I was out there hustling, dude. Dude, I would, I could tell you so many stories, man. Tell us some stories. Dude, I've been on some blocks with some of these phones. My car is surrounded, like people trying to jump me from my iPhone that I'm selling to somebody. What? I've sold phones in parking lots at 10 p.m., dude. Cell phones, iPhones, whatever. So what, you would buy it one place and yep. then just turn around and sell it somewhere else? Yes. Like, where would you buy it and then where would you sell it? I would, you know, Joe Blow would say, hey, I have an old cell phone, I'm not using it. You know, let's say an iPhone like five, like a local kid from White from uh, West Islip. Yeah, just like oh, oh, like I have this old phone. He's like, I'll buy it from you. Yeah, like that. Go up to him. You know, buy for fifty, sell for one fifty. Like these kids need money to party to go out. So I just kind of capitalized on that. Wow. But dude, it got to the point where I was getting referrals. Like, call Tyler, call Tyler. Like, call dude, Tyler. He'll buy himself. Yeah, I swear to God. What? Yeah. So what were they like? One generation old phones. Yes, basically. 
and people were upgrading. Okay, so that was re- that was really like your shtick. Your shtick was like the, yes. the phones. Yep, exactly. So, so every year they would get a new phone, but people don't realize that there's a whole universe of people that like can't afford to do that and or are breaking phones. Exactly. Oh my god, huge business off breaking phones. People just don't go back to the to the um, to the business like Verizon. They don't ask any questions. Mm-hmm. They break their phone and they just go, "I want money for my phone." Same thing with your houses. You know, you have a house that needs to be fixed up. You walk in there, you make the offer, you get the deal. Wow. I was doing the same exact thing. With phones. Broken phone, go in there, make an offer, take it, fix it up, resell it. You would go in where and make an offer? Like, like into the Verizon store? Oh, yeah, I've done that too. What? Yeah. So phones were the thing. So you, you're on your phone hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for At 16, what is this? This is probably like 16, 17, 18, 19. This went on for like four years, dude. And I had... A, like two suppliers. I walked into Verizon Wireless. Okay. I said, "Hey, you know, I want to buy some iPhones off you guys. I want to like I'm, I have a business here." Uh-huh. They didn't really take me seriously. This is the cor- corporate store or one of like the like those satellite-owned stores. Probably one of the satellite. Satellite, owned stores. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's R and K in West Side. Okay. Familiar. No, but yeah. All right. So you walked to- in there, and I'm sitting down with a high, like, powerful dude, man. Like this guy owned a lot of stores, a lot of real estate. This guy's worth a lot of money, and I'm young at this point, man. I'm sitting across from the table. And I'm just making offers to him, you know, saying I want this many iPhones at this time. These are broken ones or these are, like, ones in good condition? Half and half. So you were buying new iPhones too? They were used. They were used iPhones. There were people who would trade in their phones. Okay, got for it. For the upgrades. What would he do with them? He'd sell them to me. But if he wasn't going to sell them to you, what would he have done with them? Sell them to somebody else. Okay, so he did sell them. Yeah. So you would go in there, you made a deal with this guy to buy in bulk. Correct. And then you would do what with them? Put them on Craigslist? eBay. Craigslist. Craigslist. Meeting dudes in alleys. Meeting dudes in alleys. Pitbulls charging at you. Pitbulls charging at me. (laughs) Did you really get charged by a pitbull? Not yet. Were there pitbulls ever in the story? Yeah. All right, good. Yep. I've seen everything. (laughs) It's scary. Where the hell were you selling these things? Where were you? East New York? Where were you? Across the island. Everywhere. Oh, okay. What were you in? Like Bellport or CI or I've been CI. You're in the Danch? Brentwood. Yeah, I wouldn't go to the wine wine dance. It's one place you couldn't get me to go. <laughs> like, I mean, I'll pretty much go anywhere into any community, but like, there is only like a few select places where like the hair on the back of my neck stands up. Like, you know, <laughs> like I got a lot. Like, where there's, I think probably the worst place is um, uh, what's that part of Medford? Oh, Gordon Heights. Oh, I know where that is, bro. Okay. There's a section, Maddie. You ever heard about this? Mm-hmm. So there's a place. There's a section of like core Medford. It's called Gordon Heights. It's like, it's just like kind of like a few block radius. And when you get into this area, you just, you feel the energy of just not good. Like the last wow. time I was there, it was 11 o'clock in the afternoon. There was a, cr- a guy on drugs, a man on drugs in a woman's thong, holding <laughs> at the mouth, dancing on the street corner, blowing kisses at me. Oh my God. Right? And when I met the agent at this house, I'm looking around. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? This guy's like, bro, like, he's like, I got shot here. I'm like, no, you didn't. Get out of here. Fucking pulls his shirt down, shows me the bullet hole in the top of his freaking shoulder. Wow. He's like, I used to have a rental over here. And I like came to collect rent. And like the guy was like, the next door neighbor was a drug dealer. And some shit went down. And I got fucking shot in the back. Holy shit. I'm like, where the hell am I? Yeah, Gordon Heights, Wow. Man. Gordon Heights. So you were selling cell phones in Gordon yeah. Heights. Everywhere, dude. And what happened? At one point, you're just like, I'm done with this, or like, wasn't lucrative enough, or like, what kind of what transitioned you into real estate? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I kind of got to the point where I said I want to take this large scale, mm-hmm. and I tried it. At that point, I was buying brand new phones in bulk. Okay. I had another supplier I met, just walked in the store, made him some offers, um, and I bought a lot of new phones in bulk. Then I would ride out to Jamaica, Queens, and they all buy the new phones like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I just didn't like it because people would make you know big deals over the littlest things. Yeah. Like if there was a little nick on the phone, they would say, no, return this one. So I said, you know what? This is not for me. I don't want to do this anymore. So then I said, okay, let's you know hop into real estate. But you made money doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to work a job, nothing. That was my... That was your full-time job? Yeah. What did your parents say about this whole charade? They think I'm nuts. Whole charade. They think I'm crazy. (laughs) The entire time? The entire time. Wow. Tyler, where are you going? Oh, selling a cell phone. And what would they say? All right. Did they just not get it? It was, yeah, it was a little bit of like... Yeah. They didn't get it. Um, They just kind of turned their eye to it. Because they knew I would put myself in not the best situations, man. Wow. You know? There have been times where I've like... I know I'm getting jumped. Then why would you go there? Did you actually get jumped? Like you got no, a shit beat out of you selling somebody a phone? No, like they would, I would feel it. Like I would understand what's going on. And then what would happen? Like I would read it. And then you'd be like, all right, listen, I got to go. I'm taking my phone. I'm out of here. Like I would pull up and I would just assess the situation. Or they would say, hey, come in the back seat of the car. Come in here. Come in there. No. And I have a, I've had to get out of some situations, man. Like sometimes you just got to cut the profit and say, no, it's not worth it. You know what would have well, you probably would have lost the phone. You know, you know what would have been dope? If you got to the point where you, like, had some jacked, like, strapped bodyguard <laughs> that would come with you everywhere to do the deals. It's my dad, man. Is he? <laughs> no, he never he, came, but... Is he a big guy, though? Dude, he's huge. Really? Dude, he's, like, 260, roided up. <laughs> How tall is he? He's, like, 5'11". Really? Black belt. <laughs> he's oh. scary, man. Are you into martial arts or no? No. No? He tried to teach me. I, I couldn't... Yeah, because your dad freaking totally jacked up. Yeah? You have a picture of your dad? Show me later. You show me later. Show me later. <laughs> but wow, I'm surprised he never got into martial arts. I know. That's one thing I just never got into. He tried to teach me. What does he have black belt in? Karate. In karate? National champion, dude. Wow. He's, so no, he, he's a trained killer, your father. Yeah, he's no joke. <laughs> and he was a cop for 20 years. Wow. He's no joke, man. One person I would not mess with. And every time I mess with him, I'm on the floor. <laughs> wow. He, he's a, wow. That's a bad man right there. Yeah, it's a bad dude. So you get so you're on your phone hustle from the time you're like 14 yeah. to the time you're basically to your time you're 20. Do you do you get your real estate license? Um, yeah, it was around the same time. I oh, was, so you did that a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy shit! So mm-hmm. you like bought a car, all this yeah. stuff off of yes. cell phone hustle. Yes, exactly. Paid, wow. paid everything with my cell phone hustle. People, there are no excuses. <laughs> if Tyler Durden over here can go out at 14 years old and start slanging cell phones yep. and take care of himself and support himself and buy a car and do it all and you know be up in Gordon Heights uh, reading the fact that he's gonna get jumped and run, then you have no excuses. If you don't have as much money as you, as you want, if you're not where you want in your life, think about this young man <laughs> hustling phones at 14 years old on the street in Wyandanche. Yep. So real estate. Now you're in real estate. You're like, all right, I'm gonna get real estate. I just, I like selling shit. Exactly. Let's sell more expensive shit. There you go. Sell more expensive (laughs) shit. That's actually kind of like what I did with. So I was in the body shop business, and I would, I would flip a ton of cars. Yes. And similar to your situation, like, dude, you think people are bitching about a a nick on a phone? Imagine somebody coming back like nine months later and being like, the car with a hundred thousand miles that you sold me has a blown transmission. Yeah. Bro, really? Like nine months. This. Well, it wasn't. I was just. I would find them on Craigslist. Okay. 
like I had a, and I would paint them, sure. fix them, and then sell them. Or mm-hmm. I would go to the auction and buy like 20, 30 cars a clip. I wasn't like a licensed car dealer. <laughs> Plus, there's no warranty on a car that has over 100,000 miles Absolutely, on it. Absolutely, yeah. So... People come back to me, I'd be like, dude, this is bullshit. To make like two grand on a car, I'm like, I got to deal with you coming back like nine months later. Yeah. You've probably been doing neutral drops and fucking burnouts in parking lots exactly. for the last month for all I know. Like, this isn't a, it's a, it's a, it's a Honda with 120,000 miles on it. Yeah. So then the natural progression for me was like, similar to you, yeah. let's sell shit that's more expensive and make more <laughs> money. So instead of rehabbing cars, I'm like, let me rehab houses. Mm-hmm. Less more money, less drama. Plus, the best part about houses is, I mean, A, we always do a beautiful, beautiful job. But, like, once you sell it, later, yeah. like, you don't get calls, like, three years later, like, yeah. oh, whatever. That's it. You're done. Because you do it correctly as well. True. No. And, yeah, we've, we've worked together. So, yeah. you've, uh, you've seen it. But it's just, it's a much better thing. So, back to your hustle. Mm-hmm. So, now you're like, I'm just going to sell more expensive shit. You're basically a salesman at the core. Right before I got into real estate. There was a really tough moment in my life where this and it's it's like daunting on everybody today, especially millennial people, is passion. This word passion is everywhere. And all you hear is like follow your passion, follow your passion. Me personally, I think it's the biggest BS I've ever heard. So I was there stuck thinking because my passion is music. I was in music as well. Oh yeah? Yes. I didn't know that. Yep. So many fucking layers. How do I not know this shit? <laughs> I know. What all right, What do you play? Are you a singer? No, you I say? was a producer. Okay. For hip-hop artists. Bro, you could totally be that guy. I know. <laughs> or a manager. Yeah. You could totally be that yeah. guy. So that was my passion. Okay. But I heard an excellent quote. It was, you know, don't do what you love. Do what you like. Because what you love will turn to hate anyway. So it happened to me. I was making music every single day. Okay. I fell in love with making music. It was my thing. It's what I've always wanted to do. You were the producer. I was you the were producer. in front of that board with the things yes. that go up and down. Yes. All right, cool. Everything's amazing. I, you know, artists rapping on my beats that I'm making. Everything. Nice. They played my song at the freaking pep rally yeah. in high school, dude. So what happened? I was like a big thing in high school, man, because like of the music I made. You're a big thing now. <laughs> but um, the day came. I said, you know what? I hate this. You know, I don't like this anymore. This is taking over me. Okay. Now, at that point, you need to have the discipline to keep making more music. But that's not what I saw music as. I saw it as a love, a passion. You know, I didn't want to treat it like... Do you, I'm going to argue with you. Do you do music now? No. I don't think you really loved it. No, that's that's false. Or if you did, you didn't love it that much. Like... If, if if you look if you look at your life or if everybody looks at their life, everybody goes through certain things. Like when I was a kid, I played travel ice hockey. Then I was like big into surfing. When you find your lifelong passion in the same way you find that one woman that you can't live without, like you've been in love a bunch of times, right? No, once. Right, you know what? Bad example. <laughs> Maddie, you've been in love a bunch of times, right? A few. <laughs> Even more women have been in love with Maddie. It just goes with the territory. But now you have an amazing wife who I hear about on a weekly basis when we talk, who you're going to be with forever and love on a level that you've never loved any other woman before. That's true. It doesn't mean that you weren't in, that you didn't love those other women. I loved surfing. I love this. I love that. I love what I do now. It's, it will be my life. You loved music, but I don't mm-hmm. think you loved it enough for it to be your wife. Well, here's the thing is that <laughs> – like you don't you don't wake up saying oh I want to 
go into real estate investing, flip houses. See, passion is created. It's not something you find. You go into something you like, and over time, you create a passion for it. Like, I love cold calling. Okay. You know? Why do I love cold calling? We need a shirt that says that. I'm going to take care of that. (laughs) You know, that developed over discipline, me calling every day. Mm -hmm. It just develops. Like, when I don't call for a day or two, I feel like I'm naked. I feel like I walked out of the house with no clothes on. I feel like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I got to go make some calls. Like, I'm hooked. All right, so let's get into the psychology of this for a second. So, obviously, I mean, there's certain things about you that drive you that make you do what you do. Yeah. So, why is it that you went to the... So, you... Essentially, so everybody knows, you cold call prospective people that are looking to list their house for sale. No. Okay. I, I cold call everybody. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember. She's like, I just call everybody, dude. I call dude. everybody. I call everybody. This is my market. I just call people. Yeah, I swear to God. I call everybody. So literally, you'll call every house in a town. Like, you don't you don't give a shit. I've called all these people. Yeah, so like, all right, we're, we're, <laughs> so we're in Farmingdale right now. You're like, all right, cool. It's Farmingdale week. I'm going to call the 10,000 houses in Farmingdale. Yes. And what do you say? Like, these aren't people that are like, I'm thinking, they're not expired listings. They're not anything. Nope. It's like Joe Blow and his wife and three kids yes. are watering the lawn, yes. and the phone rings, and it's Tyler Durden, yes. and he says, what? Yes. Hi, this is Tyler, real estate agent with Newcastle Realty, calling to see if you might be thinking of selling your house. Like, bro, I'm freaking barbecuing and watering my lawn. I just bought this thing a year ago. What are you doing to me right now? No, I'm not interested in selling. Do you have any plans of moving ever? Like in life? You know, anything planned out per se. Um, no. At the moment, I just bought this house three years ago. I plan on dying in this house. Beautiful. Thank you for your time. All right. Done. Let's nice reset. Call. I don't know. Truth be told, I don't know you very well, but I feel a closeness. My wife and I are a little bit on the rocks. If it works, great. I'd love it to work. If it doesn't, I'm out of here. I'm leaving the country. I'm coming down to Florida to hang out with you. I hear the Latin women are freaking beautiful and the mm-hmm. weather's great. Then what do you say? You have to get back on track. <laughs> Who, you, me or you? No, me. Okay. You have to ignore everything you just said. Okay. Question is, where are you moving to? Oh, well. Why is that? You need to get that answered. Why? You have to get your question answered or you will be chewed. But it has to be that specific question or Mm -hmm. a question in general? That's the first step is where are you moving to? Or if it's an investment property, where is your money moving to? Now, what I'm doing here is I start a series of questions and I need to find the money problem. Oh, this is cool. I have to find the money problem. What if it's not a money problem? It's rare, but it does happen. Well, if someone's selling their house because they they could just be moving because they want to upgrade or they want to move to a new state or I mean, there's any number of reasons. But many move. of those people end up not selling, or they're flaky, or they will look for a discount person. Or I am looking for people who are nice, sane, smart with equity who have to sell their house. That's who I look for. Nice, sane, smart with equity who want to sell their house. Like yes. trying to find the perfect woman. How many of these people are there? They're out there. But they want to sell their house because they're having financial problems? Financial problems, somebody died, um, a divorce, something real, sickness, you know, distance problems. People who tell me, oh, I'm looking to... So essentially, if we cut through all of this, you're looking for people with a sense of urgency. Exactly. 
So you're looking for, and that would be considered a quali- like a really qualified prospect. Yep. This person's ready to go. It's not mm-hmm. like, eh, I'm thinking of moving. You have people who are like, yo, I got to move in X amount of time because yes. I have a real si- situation here. Yep. Those people will sell. Okay. They will listen to you, and you will get full commission. Six, seven percent. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were always listed, listing at higher commissions, right? Yeah, I've taken seven. So... How did that come about with you? Meaning, like, that's a ballsy move. Like, you got agents out there who are like, I'll do it for one and a half percent. Sure. So, at being very young and then not being in the business very long and needing to tr- to actually start doing transactions, mm-hmm. I mean, Brian Karp does the same thing. He lists 6%. And he's like, yo, you want the best? You're going to pay 6%. Exactly. Like, I crush it. Yeah. But for you, I guess you learned pretty early that, obviously, higher percentage, more money if you... If you ask for it, you can get it. Basically, if you ask for it, you can get it. The whole key is that they're sold on you. Yeah. I don't ever talk price or commission until they tell me they want to do business with me. And that's a problem a lot of agents have. They walk in the door. I'll do 4%. They talk about their company. Mm-hmm. Seller, seller doesn't care about the company. All the seller cares about is what you can do for them. I don't ever talk about me or my company. Do you think it, and this is, I fight with agents about this all the time. They're just like, yeah, you know, I'm with Douglas Elliman because they come with me for his Douglas Elliman. Like, nobody gives a shit about Douglas Elliman, bro. Oh my bro. God, nobody. They don't give a shit where nobody. you are. Nobody. They care about you. Yes. Douglas Elliman isn't selling their goddamn house. It's yes, you. Yes, it's you. You are selling the house. They have to be sold on you. Nobody knows my company <laughs> in Florida. Nobody knows my company. They don't care. All they know is that Tyler's out there in the rain making IG videos, selling houses for 40 grand over asking. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, I get this a lot too. Well, we just met with another agent. We're going to go with them. Okay, can I ask you about that? If I had an advanced strategy here that I only know and no other agent knows how to do. Oh, this is dope. You already know they don't. That would cause a buyer to happily overpay for your property, leaving you with way more money bottom line than you can get any other way. Do you think that would help your cause financially? Oh, yes. Well, that's you're essentially. See, this is dope because I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but I'm like I'm a classically trained salesman. Like I was trained by like an OG Electrolux vacuum cleaning, like Tommy Hopkins Zig Ziglar dude. Yes. Yep. Where did you learn this shit from? From my coach, who learned from those guys. Wow. How old is he or she? He is sixty something. Yeah, this is the same type of trade. This that's guy is of, a hard nosed dude. It's man. a lost art, bro. It is a lost art. Yes, mood, all that crap. You're asking them questions that you know they're gonna say yes to. You're controlling with like questions. Right yeah, buddy. <laughs> we look alike. Oh, you got rid of the beard. The beard's gone. If you had the beard, it'd be like looking in a mirror right now. <laughs> right? Wow, keep yeah. going with this. So right there. You know, would that help your cause financially? They told me they have a friend agent they're going with or they met with someone they're going with. They said, you know what? Yeah, that would. Because that's the product. Then I crush it. Crush the competition. Okay, so we're not going to do what all You're the- still on the phone. You still on the yes. phone or now you're setting the meeting? I'm on the phone. Okay, you're still on the phone. Yeah. Now, if they hung up, at this point, they're gone. They're, okay. they're dead to me. I'll never speak to you again. Okay, but at, at that point, you didn't move to set the appointment. You're still you're still building in value here. Yes. Okay. Yes. So then it's um, they want to speak with another agent or they have another agent. Okay. So I say, so we're not going to do business like all the other agents do. You already know what they do. I know what they do. They tell you to fix up all these things to your house. And the whole industry is geared towards getting the buyer a great deal. You end up selling your house at a discount. So that's not something you would like to do, correct? 
yeah, I don't want to do that, Tyler. Okay, great. So you're not going to be offended when I take your hand and hand you tens of thousands of extra dollars that you could not have got any other way. That's totally okay with you. You sure? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Boom. Sold. Now I just go in. Now you set the appointment. Now it's like I just dropped from the helicopter. I'm in the house now. Like I'm doing a mission. Now do it's a, boom. Set the appointment. Like that. Now listen, people, I want you to understand something. When you hear it, it might sound a little sales pitchy, right? But it's really, believe it or not, it's it's not. And when you're talking to these people, exactly. when you're talking to these people mm-hmm. and you say to them, like, even if they're saying in the back of their mind, of course I would like tens of thousands of extra dollars. Who the hell asked that question? Mm-hmm. They're still going to say yes. Yes. And there's still a psychological thing mm-hmm. that happens there. Chemicals yep. release. I don't know what's going on in the brain. All I know is that the shit works. Mm-hmm. But you, and I'm sure Tyler can speak to this. I'm sure that there are times where you've made 30,000 calls in a day and you're shot and you make a call and you try to like skip a step in your process because you get lazy for a second and it blows up on you. I love it. Like you can't do that. You have to like stick to the process and always do it. Like in Mako that we would go through, there was different phases of it. So I would go outside, there's discovery phase of the car, then there's the board presentation, then there's the close at the table when you're going over it. Yes. If you skipped any part of it, you're fucked at you're the cooked. end. Yep. And then you have to try and like backtrack right. and you're just, you can't. That's right. Or it's very hard to do it. Yep. So you have to, even though you're like, bro, this is like, really? You're going to say this to me. I'm going to say that exactly. to you. You're going to fight me. Then I'm going to say that. Then you're going to give me the goddamn keys and I'm going to paint your car anyway. So why can't we just bypass all this bullshit? Mm-hmm. So I can go back to reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad at my desk. <laughs> but you have to do it. You have to do the mechanics. Every person is di- is every person has never heard your shit before. So yep. even though you've said it 30,000 exactly. times, they've never heard it. You want to know a great question too? What? Oh, this is a great one. This will make you an extra 100 grand a year easy. Okay. People who are like... Maddie, would you be mad if Tyler just made you an extra 100 grand next year? <laughs> See? Fuck, that backfired. <laughs> oh, no. You wouldn't be mad if Tyler no. made you an extra 100 grand le- next year, would you? Yeah, he had to be selling real estate. I'll make the agent Fuck. an extra 100 grand. <laughs> oh, all right, cool. So find somebody who has to sell. Oh, well, we want to sell in eight months. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. If you knew you could be losing thousands of dollars by waiting for various reasons, would you have to wait eight months? Well, I don't have to wait, but how would I lose money? It wouldn't matter if you were going to lose money. You know, let's just say you're losing money. Would you have to wait or you don't have to wait? You're asking them this. Yes. yes. But I need to get this answered. Yeah. You know, and I don't sell them over the phone. Yeah. Never sell over the phone. I always sell, like, basically the result. And then in person, when I sell, how it's done. Yeah. There's, there's parts of the sale process. Yes. This for you is the phone part portion. So they go, no, I don't have to wait. Guy who was eight months out. Boom, booked appointment. Go okay. over there, list the property. Why was that guy selling his house, though? Just out of curiosity. Um, this guy, I honestly, I could not tell you why. Did we he never have... found out why this guy was selling, I swear to God. Oh, so you don't, so it doesn't have to be like they tell you, I'm having a financial issue with this or that. You're just looking for people who are ready to rock and roll. No, well, I'll go into a series of questions. Where are you moving to? Is it going to be bigger or smaller? Because mm-hmm. I care about them. Mm-hmm. That's one thing with me is I really care about the person. Mm-hmm. I don't BS that ever. Where are you moving to? Is it going to be bigger or smaller? More expensive, less expensive? Are you moving closer to something or farther from something? Are you looking for a you know, two-story house or a one-story house? Do the stairs give you a problem? You know, all these things I'm going into. Mm-hmm. And if they're with me on the phone and they're hanging out, answering all these questions, I know I have somebody. Wow. 
But to get this person, you call everybody. Yeah. Literally everybody. Like, yeah, I remember you telling me that. I'm like, bro, how do you, like, what are you doing? You're like, I call everybody. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, I call all of Long Island. I'm like, what do you mean, bro? Like, do you mean you literally call everybody? Everybody. Like, yeah, I call everybody. Dude, I have sheets and sheets and sheets of seller leads. All seller leads. How do you track all this shit? Do you have, do you have like an Excel sheet? Do you like, I have a, you a big database like, here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But like you track it basically. You quantify it. Everything is tracked. Okay, cool. Everybody receives a follow-up call and they should receive one. Everyone gets a thank you letter, um, the Hopkins thank you letter in the mail. Oh, yeah? After every phone call. You send people letters? You send them a letter? Yeah. Wow. I used to handwrite it too. Wow. So you, you may, how much do you spend on postage a month? A lot. Holy shit. But it's after a contact. Okay. So if I'm following up with you, I'm taking you down the whole entire process until you're actually ready to sell. After every conversation, letter. Conversation, letter. All right. So you have a nice conversation with somebody and they're just like, thanks, Tally. You're great, but I'm just not ready to sell now. Awesome. Letter goes out. No. Okay. They have to be a, a real seller, even though they're not ready to sell now. But are... Okay, so what? Like, elaborate on that. What makes somebody a real seller, but they're not ready to sell now? Um, I want to move into a better school district, but I have to wait for this for like the school year to be over because my kid's there. Something like that. But they're actually really moving. Like, it has to be. Hey, my my kid's getting bullied in school. We're taking him out of the school. Wow, that's like a real thing, huh? Yeah, I've heard that. You know what? I've heard everything. People need to freaking man up, bro. Everybody was, <laughs> everybody was tortured at some point. Like, right? All of us were tortured as kids at some point, right? Maybe not you because you were like... I get tortured every day, dude. Oh, really? On the phones, man. Oh, no, no. I mean, when you were in Fuck like... When you. you. No, no. You're a bottom-feeding lowlife. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask you about that, too. Like, I'm gonna like, I need to know like the top three biggest like FU responses when you called. But everybody goes through shit when they're kids. Kids are like retarded and cruel and they're just like... You know, they say things they don't understand. It's yeah. young, ignorant, whatever. People take their kid out of school and move their kid out of school because of that? Bro, I was tortured in middle school. That's good that you were. Now I realize that because that kind of stuff sets you up for this. Like Exactly. Talk to me about your childhood, Mr. Mr. Tyler. Very normal. Yeah? You weren't yeah. tortured as a kid, huh? No. Because I was a rebel as a kid, I'll tell you that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Your dad's a trained killer, bro. It's in the genes. I was a bad kid, dude. Yeah? Really bad. In what respect? I didn't get into trouble. I was never in trouble. Like, whether it's a school, um, I've never been arrested in my life. Nothing like that has ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. But just like... You had a crazy PBA card. You had a shield. Had a shield, dude. You haven't gotten it. You've never gotten a speeding ticket, have you? Never. I sell the cop, too. (laughs) Good for you, bro. You what? I I sell the cop. (laughs) Like, I'll, I'll say some stuff. Well, your dad is also a police officer. And then I go, whoop, flash the thing, and I'm good. Yeah. <sighs> Man. Yeah. You are an amazing salesman, but it's probably mostly the shield. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all Sorry, bro. <laughs> Do you get away with that stuff in Florida with a New York band? Oh, or? no, no, no. No, yeah. They don't, like, New York? I will, like, two tickets. I'll lock you up. Whatever. The Florida police are very relaxed. But if they get you, yeah, they get you, man. You're done. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting tickets for everything, possible jail time. Like they don't play down there. Wow. But they have to get you though. So, where did like, obviously we're not gonna go into it because we don't have time. But I know that you've trained with different mentors and, yes. and coaches. Is that what put you on the path to cold calling? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I was absolutely lost in real estate. I did like one deal. Had no idea what I was doing. I had no blueprint of where to go. 
I see people sending out marketing pieces. I've tried that crap. Yeah. I've seen people cold call two hours a day crap. Then I get in touch with this guy. He goes, mm-hmm. here's what you're going to do. You're going to cold call every single day so you can't call anymore. You're going to set five appointments a week. Two okay. are going to cancel. You're going to go on three and get one. Okay. And so every- basically, how many – I want people to understand this because I want people to realize that nothing in life is easy. How many calls do you make to get an actual appointment where you show up at the door? Oof. It's a lot. Like, it's a lot. 200? 500? No. 100? Thousands. Thousands. Yeah. So you literally call thousands of people to get one listing. Yeah. Wow. But as I'm doing that, I'm putting a lot in a database for later. Yeah, no, it's like yeah. you're building momentum. Exactly. It's this force. And everyone's going to be like, that person, like a year later, be like, you remember that crazy guy that called us up on the phone out of nowhere? Maybe yeah. call that guy. Yeah. I went to Florida with nothing, dude. Looked at my database, zero. Listing, zero. The best part Sales, is, zero. The best part is you're still calling people in New York and calling me being like, bro, I think I have something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, dude, aren't you in Florida? Didn't I see you at a Florida rave yesterday? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just call this girl. Call this lady. Call her. Call her. All right, cool. I'll call her. <laughs> so true. So essentially, you developed a skill set yeah. that you can then live. You could just up and deroot yourself and then root yourself somewhere else and Correct. start doing the same thing exactly. and get instant traction. Exactly. Yep. So you went No, it's not instant. Well, oh, it's not instant. How? Oh, that, that was going to be the next question I was going to ask you. How long before... So you moved to Florida. You decided you didn't want to be in New York anymore. Correct. Why didn't you want to be in New York I was anymore? influenced by my friend in this part. Okay. My friend was teaching English in Abu Dhabi for 10 years. Okay. And he lived over there with his family. Okay. And this is an American dude. He was just over there teaching. And out of nowhere, he goes, you know what? I want to start selling real estate. In you know, Abu Dhabi? No, okay. back in the States. Okay. He left his entire career behind. He's never sold anything. And he moves to Texas. Okay. And starts selling real estate. First year, he makes 100 k doing great, adding people to his database. And this is like my best friend. I talk to him every day. So I was in New York at the time. And then... he, You grew up with him? No. I met him through the coaching program. Okay, got it. So he influenced me to do this. Okay. Because it was scary, man. It wasn't easy. You know, the thing is, none of this crap is easy. Like, I, I was scared, man. I was really scared. But he gave me that little push, and I said, you know what? Let's rip it. That's dope. Let's just do it. So I just shot down there and just started working. No friends, no family, no nothing. Nothing. Just you and your phone. Yep. But what people don't get is it takes work. I'm on the phone from 9 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Yeah, this is a true. I've seen it. Like, I've seen I, videos. I, I've talked to you. This is real shit. This like, is you what cold I do. call for 12 hours a fucking day. That's what I do. And I'm setting appointments, adding people, getting cursed out. Does your broker think that you are, like, out of your mind? He thinks I'm out of my mind. He literally he, Everybody sits- thinks I'm out of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, you got down to Florida. Mm-hmm. You stroll in there. You tell the guy, like, I'm going to be the best agent you ever have. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. We'll give you a seat. We'll give you a desk. We'll give you yep, a phone. Exactly. And then you just start pounding. Six months, I went without anything. Wow. So, you got up every day. How many days a week? Uh, six. Sunday. I was, no, I was calling Sunday a little bit, too. So, six to seven days a week, you got up every day. And you cold called for six freaking months every day before you got a listing. Yep. And, dude, that's where you really get tested in business. 
can you survive that? That is fucking gangster. It's not, it's mental there. That's gangster. It's mental toughness, man. You are the fucking man. <laughs> Keep mental telling toughness. Me and it's discipline. What people lack today is discipline and mental toughness. Did you think I wanted to wake up and make cold calls and get cursed out by for sale by owners and expireds, random people? No. Does that, I, does that impact you in any way? When someone's like, at this stage of the game, like, tell me the first time someone was like, fuck you, you piece of shit, then t- till today. Like, does it, did it impact you initially? Dude, I fire back sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> fuck me. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> So, but like, it doesn't, uh, I guess, only, like, but it doesn't, you don't care, basically. No. Oh, no. You don't care. No. Were you always that guy? Did you no. never give a shit? No. It were you always the guy at like 13 years old where you were hanging out with your friends and you saw a group of girls, you're like, I'll go talk to the girls? No. No. That's one thing I can't do. That's where I lack, dude. It's like, I cold call all these people, but I can't, like, approach a woman. Wow. That's just not me. That's just not what I do. You know what's interesting? Like, so I'm really surprised by that because I would think like, oh, this kind of stuff just lends itself perfectly to everything in life. Yeah. Right? So like, obviously, if you don't care about rejection, if you have someone on the phone telling you to like, you know, fuck off. Yeah. You don't care if you go talk to a girl and she tells you to fuck off. All right. We got someone, 1,300 people told me to fuck off today. <laughs> one. Who cares? Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Why do you think that is? I have no idea. I think it's just a different animal. And it is. <laughs> like, but it is, but, it, but you're, I mean, you're, you're, you call women, you speak to women, right? Oh, you know what it is? I don't have the skill set. Interesting. It's skill set. That's how I'm able to cold call, you know, efficiently and turn it to an appointment. You need to have the skill set. I don't know, per se, how to meet a woman in person and turn that into an appointment. Wow. It's a skill set, man. I don't know the skill set. I don't know the questions I have to ask. I don't know. I mean, this don't is dope. Say this, say and that. It, this is also 100% true because everything in life is is skill set. Like, yes. So I have a buddy who I'm, I'm gonna I gotta bring him on here, but he um, he was a professional pickup artist. That's wow. what he did. What's his name? His name they call him Fader. His name is Leon, but he worked for the Mystery Method. You know Mystery, yes. that guy that had the show with the crazy yeah. hat. Yeah, that guy's a psychopath, dude. So <laughs> my buddy is like, he's older. He's like forty five. Okay. So this was in like the heyday, sure, of that. Yeah. And he would tell me the same thing. He's like, he's a local kid, like Jewish kid from Oceanside. Interesting kind of like upbringing, and mm-hmm. then he got into this. You know, not to go off track on that, but like. He would say it's it's a skill set. Mm-hmm. It's like once you understand the process of going through this, you know, sales pitch, and you understand the psychology of women and exactly what's involved, you can kind of it just you just do it. And on that note, to get a lot of women, to get a lot of leads, to get a lot of business, you need the discipline. There are going to be times where you are going to wake up and say, "I don't want to do this. I want to go back to sleep." It's not these people think like. And this is back to passion. A lot of people think, oh, I'm in my passion. I wake up. I'm going to love my life. I do the same thing every day. This is great. No. You know, you got to drag yourself up sometimes and just sit yourself down and make the calls, man. Where does your discipline come from? My dad. Yeah. I do. I mean, as you're talking, I'm like, this kid's his father. Like, I'm just like, I, I like. My dad. Yeah. 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 And me. Because I have noticed. Of course. Noticed. You are uniquely yourself. However, like. Yes. It becomes more and more apparent to me that, you know, as my mother has always said, you are what you live. Or you're a product of your environment. Absolutely. And oh, yeah. based on what you're telling me about the kind of person I, I assume your your father is, yes. based on the things he does, like, in order to be that level in martial arts or anything, you need a certain level of discipline. Absolutely. Which you obviously 
saw growing up. You lived yes. that. Yep. You yep. lived that. Early days, nights, no sleep. He's working, man. He's working. Fuck. And that's what a lot of people don't understand today is shit gets hard. Shit, you get down in the depths, man. Like, you're saying, fuck this. I want to quit. I want to quit. But it, it takes that discipline to bring you back. And it takes hard work. Like I said, cold call from 9 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. daily. It Six takes days a week. hard work. Everybody wow. skips that part. If I knew how hard it was, I don't know if I would have went in to real estate. My ignorance kept me here. Wow. But it, but but there's a you're going through a, there's a pain period there and you're going through it. What what keep what keeps you going? What kept you going at that point? Discipline. Was it the challenge of it? Was it like I know Was it like I got to finish what I started? Like what what is it exactly? I made cold calls, I get contacts, contacts turn to appointments, appointments turn to money. I just saw that. But how about this? At the beginning when you're calling for six months... Now, forget about Florida, because you've already had success with cold calling in New York. Yes. But when you started cold calling in New York... Yes. And it wasn't working, because it definitely wasn't working for the beginning. Correct. You would get them on the phone and be like, ah, they would hang up on you, whatever. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes. What kept you going through that point? I just knew that like this was part of the process. You just believed it. Yes, exactly. You like you just believed in your coach. You had a support system. Yes. And you believed that it was going to work. You need a coach. Yeah. You don't need a, a mentor. You don't need a guru. You don't need some like flimsy guy selling you some bullshit. You need a true coach. I can call my coach up right now. He'll answer the phone. Yeah. One on one. It's one on one coaching, man, with the guy himself. Yeah. Number one real estate team in Arizona. Nice. This guy's no joke, man. Pure sales skills. Pure phone skill. I can call him whenever I have a problem. And I would have lost out on so much money. I would have never been down in Florida without my coach. But he's a real coach. He's not some BS mentor. You know, all this crap today here is, oh, I need a mentor. I need a mentor. A lot of that is lack of discipline. You know, I don't need someone to tell me what to do. I need someone to show me the strategy of what to do. And then I'm going to go do that. Huh. You know? Damn. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I need to know, like, at least one. Give me one of your most memorable calls. Actually, you know what? I want two. I want the most memorable call where, like, they just told you to fuck off. <laughs> and I want the most memorable call where it was going both ways. Like, you know when you have one of those sales where, like, you're losing it and you bring it back and you lose it and it's this, like, tug-of-war match yeah. and at the end you get it? Yeah. So I, I need to know about those two goals. All right, so first is I was setting an appointment with the guy. And is this the, this the fuck you one or this is the back and forth one where you win? This is kind of a fuck you, but it turned, right, out, it, it turned out crazy. Okay. So, um... I call this guy up and I follow up with him for like six, seven months. And finally, I'm going to book the appointment. I'm asking about his living room. He goes, Tyler, I have $30,000 worth of furniture in my living room. I'm like, oh shit, why? No, okay. Why are you telling me this? He goes, it's like brand new. You know what? You want to know why it's brand new? Because I fucking hate people. (laughs) That's what he tells me. And I'm like, fuck, this is going to be a ride, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you know. That's what you know. (laughs) <laughs> I said, this is going to be a ride. <laughs> I fucking hate people. That's what he tells it me. It doesn't even make sense. Dude, I sat there like, what? So I go on the appointment. I end up signing him up. Oh, whoa, 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 wait. Okay, this was... All right, you lost yeah. me for a minute. Yeah, so, so I, I set the appointment. I go there. Wait, so through all of that, 
you're oh his furnace is brand new because nobody comes to his house yes, yes. Okay, cool. so i'm trying to keep cool and he's saying these these things back and forth why is he selling um he wants to move up to canada okay cool yeah great he started a company up there he had he was going to his company all right so i go to his house you could hear a pin drop and this guy's scary man i end up getting the listing signing him up where is this, this is in florida or this is in new york in florida okay cool halfway into the listing he starts having problems Blah 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 blah. You know, um, your strategy doesn't work. This and that, that. And then I keep trying to like tell him that you know everything I do works. I've done this, this, and this for so and so. And he starts screaming at me. Fuck you, you piece of shit. I just going off like bad. I hang up on him, <laughs> dude. He calls my broker. That fucking little prick. <laughs> fucking hung up on me and my wife. I'll fucking kill him. <laughs> this guy mental illness man oh yeah it runs rampant man. so what was going on like how long did you have the the house listed for at a, that point a month no three weeks okay and he fucking went berserk and he was in a good position too but he just went berserk okay. like this is what this obviously had nothing to do with you it was he has shit going on in his life where but that's like, what we face out here you're a real estate agent and you face it as well you get people who are just fucked up man wow yeah there are a lot of crazy people in this world yeah so wait so what happened tell me the rest of the story he just fucking cursed me out, like, badly. Okay, did, like, you, did I, you sell his house? Yeah, I ended up getting paid on it. I referred it to my broker, but for 50-50. Okay. So I said, you know what? He's like, so fucking you're, so can't. You're, okay, so he flipped out. He's like, I can't even deal with you. You refer it to the broker. Cancel the listing. Can't, I'm fucking done. Fuck this. How long did it take to sell his house? Like, the next month. No price adjustment, no nothing, just sold next month? No, yeah. No, no, it was a big price adjustment. I do a, a crazy strategy. Oh, I, okay, I know what you're saying. All right, yeah, but it was the other way. Got yeah, it. Yeah, so I gave it to my broker. I said, you know what? Let me just get paid on this. But this was my first listing down there yeah. that this happened. Welcome to Florida. Welcome to Florida. After six months of cold calling, this is what happens. I lose my first listing. Open beverage containers, gun racks, and mentally unstable Do you people. know what I felt like? That was my first listing after six months. Did you feel like maybe I, I, was, should, maybe I shouldn't have moved down here? Yeah. Dude, I was. everything was racing through my head what's gonna happen if I can't make money I'm gonna sleep in my car sleep in the office I'm making calls blah 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 does this bring us to the second call you're about to tell me about yes so then I eventually call this this woman and her brother is living in the estate the okay. father passed away it's a brother and sister okay brother has been mooching off the estate for like three years and this guy's like about to sell his house for a huge discount okay and I'm calling and calling and calling saying you know, I can help you out, I can help you out. Click, click, keeps hanging up on me. So I meet with the sister, and the sister absolutely loves me, signs everything up front. But I need two signatures. I need his in the house. Fucking knocking on the door every day, dude. <laughs> like, for four or five days straight, this guy will not open. And he finally opens the door. Because he's living for free. Yeah. Yeah. And I sit down with him. And he's like a hard-nosed motherfucker, dude. Like, everything I say just comes back at me. Everything I say just... It nails me. Yo, you can't do that. That's bullshit. So this is the first thing I said when I walked in there. I sat down with him and I said, listen, I'm not going to bullshit you is my exact word. I'm not bullshitting you and you're not going to fucking bullshit me. I'll be clear. <laughs> Dude, I fucking smacked him and he goes, okay, let's do it. So we get down to it and we end up signing the paperwork and he goes, Tyler, I want a joint. I know you know people with, with marijuana. Wait, what? Yeah, dude, I meet crazy people. Wait, what? I'm, I'm getting ready to sign the paperwork. Okay. Goes, I'm not signing this until I get a joint. And I'm like, what are you talking, a joint of what? What? What are, you, what are you talking about? 
I'm in my suit. I'm all professional. I have marijuana. He's like, I know you know people with marijuana. Go. F-. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm going to sign this fucking paper right now, but you need to bring me a fucking joint. <laughs> He's fucking like coming at me with this shit. So did you bring him a joint? No, hell no. I can't do that. Oh. But um, Didn't he get pissed off and like not let you back in the house? He was pissed. But to backtrack a little this bit. This guy got a joint somehow. He's from somebody, not from me. <laughs> but dude, to backtrack a little bit, before he let me in the house, I forgot. Okay. I listed the house in the MLS with one signature. He didn't know it was for sale. So you could have been in some shit. I had fucking people making sight unseen offers, dude. <laughs> sight unseen, I'm bidding people up. And you don't even have the listing signed? No. Wow. Yeah. And obviously you delivered and you sold the house. Yep. And then eventually he opened up. I went in the door. I kept knocking, knocking, knocking. Got in there. Signed him up. Bam. Got paid. Wow. Fucking wicked, man. That was awesome, man. I just listed. I said, let's fucking rip it, dude. Because she wanted him out and he didn't want to really move yet. He thought he had this plan of selling it to this guy. You know, Joe Blow down the street. Yeah. I said, yeah, fuck you. Fucking listen to the property. <laughs> so let me ask you this question to wrap up. Um what what is i mean you're 23 right yes what does your future look like what's your next 10 years look like what's your next five years look like my next five years five to ten years is trying to buy a buy and hold property about every year every other year okay um making it as a rental in the right area eight miles from downtown something that's going to appreciate tremendously i know we disagree on that what? Oh, appreciation? Yeah. No, I don't have a problem with appreciation. I just, I appre- I like cash flow more than appreciation. Appreciation will bring you a much higher annual rate of return. Yeah, depending on what your strategy is. Depending on where you invest in the right property. Depending on where you Eight you're. miles from downtown. Ideally, you want both, bro. Ideally, both is good. Yes. Eventually, you will have both. Yes. With whatever house. You get appreciation and cash flow. Um, 100 listings a year. Selling. And just keep buying investment properties. Do you want to be a broker or do you always want to be just an agent? Do you not want to be responsible for anybody else? I don't know about that. I, yeah, I kind of just like going to work, not having distractions. You know, I don't, I don't need to be distracted by, you know, 50 other agents who don't know what they're doing. Is the, um, what's the motivation? Is the motivation money? Is it lifestyle? Is it the, the, the juice? What is it? Is it <laughs> uh, freedom. Financial freedom. Huh. But motivation's bullshit too. I don't believe in motivation. What do you mean you don't believe in motivation? It's not real. What does that even mean? It goes away. It fades. Motivation? Mm-hmm. Motivation is like, it, it just, all this shit is just a play on words. It's all like, it's all the same crap. Everybody just puts a different bow on it. It's rah-rah. Put it that way. So let's call it rah-rah. It's okay. like, you wake up, you say some positive things outside of the universe, like, I'm going to get this today. I'm going to do that. You go to YouTube, type in. People like chant. There are people that chant. Just fucking chant. Motivational yeah. videos. You watch a video on the rock pumping weight. You're like, yeah, let's go, man. Hour into it, you're getting cursed out. People are ripping you apart. And what happens, you put down the phone, you walk away, and you quit. You got to skip the bullshit of the motivation. Skip the bullshit of saying positive shit to the universe. And you need to get your fucking ass on the phone and start calling. That's what I do. I want to meet your dad. <laughs> it's more of my coach. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this is him. You don't you skip that bullshit. You need to make more calls. Because if the law of attraction was real, that would be fucked, man. Because I think of some weird shit sometimes, some bad shit, that I don't want to happen to my life. You know what I mean? So I'm hoping that I don't have to say shit out loud and do all this positive BS to <laughs> to bring in business. 
The main thing is just be disciplined, hit the phones. Yeah. Cut all the bullshit out. Be dis- I don't believe in Instagram, really. Even though it's a big thing now. I don't believe in LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. I don't do any of that. I mean, we could respectfully disagree on all this, on that part especially, because it's like this. The only thing that maybe, like, you might take from this is this concept. So... Every business, every successful business, for the yes. most part, has a funnel, right? Yes. You, and you have to do 20, 30, 40 things consistently well all the time. Yes. You do one thing exceptionally well. Yes. But, like, if you if there were other things that just ran on its own that wasn't very time-consuming, that didn't take away that much from this, you would probably do more business. But it's a secondary. Fine. That's fine. It can be, but you yes. don't do any of it. Correct. That's all you do but is I, that. But I need to keep it as a secondary because what happens is it ends up distracting me. Not not bad. Like it will make me some money, but I will make more money on the phones booking five appointments a week because that's not booking me five appointments. Now, granted, I have got business from Facebook. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a force. I will post on Facebook if I sold a house, listed a house. Okay. I will post that, but like, I don't over and over hit it, hit it, hit it. You know. So if I get business from Facebook, cool. But I need to focus on my cold calls. There will come a point where I will get into Instagram, Facebook, but it's not now. You need to build your massive database. You need to be doing plenty of business, like 100 deals a year, to even think about social media. That's just you know, what I think. I don't know. Respectfully, I disagree. I think it'll help you get to that point. And, and the 30 minutes a day that you take away from cold calling to build out the rest of that platform that now is like this giant force versus just you on the phones. Because think about this also. If you're on the phone with somebody... And they're a decent lead, but you send them the mailer, right? And they think about your name. It's not about it's not about you. Like the world, you're not into Instagram and Facebook, but the world is. Yes. So when they know your name, they're like, you know what? Let me look this guy up. Yes. If you have this intense social media force or YouTube videos or anything, people are like, you know what? He's a real guy. On the phone, you're just some guy on a phone. Yes. In a video, talking, explaining, showing, you're a real person. Yes. You might get better penetration that way, even mm-hmm. better penetration that way. It's possible. That lesson? I'm on YouTube. It's free. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Testimonials. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't do it like hardcore. Just be Like open. how you do it. Just be open-minded. Like, your page is awesome. Thanks, man. Like you're doing this hardcore. You're you know doing what? that. Matt Arvisual. Matt Arvisual the beast, dude. Like your content comes out perfect. Thanks, yeah, no, it's going really good. But you've had that base before. You know, you built your business. You're very successful. And then that came second. It all cut only because if you can go back. Had I have known that, I would have started doing this from you day would have one. St- really? Day one. Wow. Because here's the thing, bro. Again, it's like when I was heavily dating, yes. I looked at dating as a business. So I'd be on two or three different dating websites, right? I'd be going out two, three nights a week. You got friends of friends. And then you have, you're always talking to like four or five different girls. Same thing with business. You're cold calling for 12 hours a day, but you have these ads running and you have, um, you know, this and that and Facebook and whatever. And you put all these things together. You got 10 things, 20 things going at the same time, but the 80% of your time is spelled cold calling. Yes. I think you would get more. um, It's another line in the water. Exactly. Of course it will help you. Yes. Not, I think you need to wait to a certain point to even think about it. I think you have to do that to get to that. It's point. like marketing as well. You know, a lot of new agents get. Do you have ri- an addictive personality? No, not at all. No, no. Why? I don't know. <laughs> no. I'm just just a quick just a quick. You know, it's just interesting that you've like you've latched onto this thing that has a ton of success for you, and it's great. I'm just it's I'm a little shocked as to why you won't deviate off of that at all, or a lot a certain percentage of your time. It's like 
and listen, for much as I know, I know shit, right? But it's like, you're not diversified in any capacity. And some people will say, oh, when you know it works, you just go all in 100%. Yes. But you also can't say that those other things haven't been proven to work, because they have. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's not shouldn't be your focus. Like a new agent uh-huh. should get on the phone. A new agent should not pump thousands of dollars into marketing. Mr. Visual over here, he Mr. costs money. Matt our Visual. You know, a new agent should not do that. They need to pound the phones. Okay. Eventually, once you're setting appointments, you have a ton of business. You know, you have an assistant. Then you have to boot. No, you have to boot. At the beginning, you have to bootstrap and exactly. hustle. But the cool thing about social media too is, is I mean, not everybody. Like day one, am I doing Mad R Visual? If I don't have the money, no. But a lot of social media is free. Mm-hmm. So when you can, when you start making some money, you reinvest in your business. So like mm-hmm. you're at the point where you have traction, you are making money. I'm yes. not saying you have to hire a Mad R Visual, but it's, yeah. it's free to grab your phone and do this or do that. No, that's true too. But you always have to post. Yeah, just like you always have to call. But it, it, it starts to consume time. Before you know it, even 30 minutes a day, add it up. But this is where your discipline comes in. You say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to try this strategy for six months. I'm going to cold call instead of for 12 hours a day. I'm going to cold call for 11 and a half hours a day. And I'm going to spread content over these three platforms. And I'm going to quantify it for the next six months. And then I can call Charles and either tell him you were right <laughs> or fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> can we know. can we make that deal on the podcast right now on <laughs> July 19th that you're going to take a half an hour of your day you want to, if you want 15 minutes of your day something give me 20 minutes of your day and spread them across certain platforms that we'll lay out after the podcast and you'll give it a six, six month run and you'll see if it impacts your uh, your sales I'll do it can you do that yeah you heard it here folks <laughs> Dude, you're the fucking man. <laughs> I mean, I always loved you, but like this took a crazy turn. This is very, very valuable information. I hope people watch. I hope people listen to it. I hope people internalize it. I hope they freaking use it. Yeah. How do people get in touch with you? Do you want people to get in touch with you? Absolutely. Especially the hot, uh, the hot ones. Send the referrals. Oh, okay, not the hot ones. Say, forget <laughs> about the girls. Shameless it's all here. about the money. How do people get in touch with you? Tyler P. The place to be. Broward County, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Dade County. Palm Beach, 954-504-7220. Send all your referrals. I will treat whoever you send me like family, like gold, and keep you updated every step of the way. I appreciate it. You know who treats people like gold? Captain Permit. (laughs) 516-513-8838. You need plans. You need permits. You need anything building department related. You call the captain. You have something that smells like cat pee has been dated from the 1960s, has six inches of mold on the wall, human waste running past the basement steps, land, notes, anything real estate related, even broken cell phones at this point. Them you call Tyler, the rest you call me. 516-777-SOLD! Cuando me llaman a la torre, así me llamo yo. Orgulloso estoy de mi eres.